Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode three of the 167 Podcast. I am Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor of the Porch Community Church, and I'm here with my co-host, the lovely and talented Joshua Harrell. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us, whether it's morning, noon, or night. Uh, (laughs) We appreciate you uh, clicking the link, and we want to make sure that if you're liking what we're doing, please subscribe, because what we're doing is we're trying to produce content to inspire you. So if you like it, click subscribe, and if it inspires you and you know someone that it it could also inspire, make sure you share Mm -hmm, it. For sure. So, so Shannon, this week in the 167 Sermon Series, yep. we were talking about God and our rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And go. <laughs> Welcome to your TED Talk. And, yeah. I'm not cool enough to do a TED Talk, I don't think. I always watch those. you got to wear like, turtlenecks, I think. They're so polished. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just afraid I'd mess up the clicker, because it seems like they've always got a clicker in the screen, and yeah. I would just do something bad, but yeah. So, um, <clears throat> episode three, yeah, we talked about how, you know, the whole series, we've been saying, hey, how do we honor God in the other 167 hours of our week when we're not together in worship? And we were to the point of, hey, let's talk about, we talked the week before about how we honor God with our work, so we went, hey, let's go the other end of the spectrum, how do we honor God with our rest? And, and um, yeah. And- People walking into this would be like, that's easy. <laughs> I can honor God by laying on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. So, kind of tell everyone why this was different than probably what most people were thinking walking into the, yeah. this service. Yeah. Well, I, I gave a definition of, um, uh, we, we talked a little bit about Sabbath and what Sabbath is and looked at that in scripture and, and, and we, we honor God with the Sabbath, and the Sabbath is both rest and engagement with God. And so it's not just um, taking that monster nap, which is, um, I gave a definition of a monster nap on Sunday, and I said, you know, the monster nap is the kind of nap that you take, and then you wake up, and you don't know what day it is. Mm. You don't know if it's dark or light, or um, you don't know if you've missed like three or four meals. You just don't know, you know? Yeah. So um, it's not just about a monster nap. It's about rest and engagement with God. And the the basis for that is that even God, uh, the creator of the world, he rested. That we find that in Genesis chapter 2, that he rested. And so he's He's powerful enough to rest. And now I do want to say this, though. Um, <clears throat> there was something I looked back on, and I realized I left out kind of a important point. I think it's important. Maybe, maybe not. But um, when I was talking about how uh, we're not that good at resting because we think we have to keep everything spinning in our lives, like it's all on us to make everything happen and go and all that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I said, this is the great sin. And it started all the way in the garden and then I left out something, which I think I just kind of glossed. I, I think I just scoot, scooted past it. I don't know. But what I left out was that the reason I said it started in the garden is because we do what Adam and Eve did, and that is we question God's goodness. We question God's 
if what he set in motion was best, uh, if it was the best plan, we we wonder, you know, we say, you know, you know what, I'm going to decide on my own. This is how I'm going to do it. This is the way I'm going. And it's that same temptation that Adam and Eve faced was, did God really mean what he said? Mm-hmm. Um, did he really mean we're not supposed to eat that fruit? Did he really, you know, and I think we have that tendency within us to say, everything is on me. I am at the center of all of this. I am the engine. I am the life force. I'm the one that's making everything go. And if I stop, my world will stop and all the people that depend on me. Mm. And we kind of give ourselves like minor God status. Oh, yeah. And um, and that just breaks the very first commandment of God right there in Exodus chapter 20, uh, verse 3. I mean, boom, you shall have no other gods before me. I don't know if you were like this when you were a kid, but I didn't think anyone else had lives outside of their interactions with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm like, where do they store all these people until they're ready mm. to interact with me? Everyone was in the, the movie of Joshua. Exactly. Like, it was... And then when I saw the movie uh, Truman Show... I was about to say, what is that Jim Carrey movie? Yeah, is that one? It yeah. Was, it was almost like, that's what I thought the world was when yeah. I was a kid, was like, I... Everyone is here to interact with me. Yep. And and it's like when you see your teacher at, at Walmart or something. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, what the what? What are you doing? I'm not ready for you yet. I thought you just shut down at the end of the day and exactly. like closed your eyes at like, your desk. You go in a closet where you get recharged <laughs> or something. You know? It's so, the weirdest thing. Well, let me, you've made a point that you said when you were a kid, you felt that way. Mm-hmm. Newsflash. A lot of us, a a lot of people, and I will throw myself into this sometimes, we still do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like we're living our own Truman Show. Um, We're the star. Mm -hmm. We're all there at at the center of it. So um, there's something that we didn't just, we did not have time to get to on Sunday that I wanted to mention while we're talking about Exodus 20 and you must have no other God before me. One of the reasons that God established the Sabbath was to set his people apart from everybody else. And if you've been around Christianity at all, we've all heard about that whole idea of being set apart and being different, um, being peculiar people, if you want to use that version. But why did he want to set us apart? And what was so crazy about the idea of a Sabbath that it set us apart? Um, and, and you can go look in verses eight through 11 of Exodus 20 later, but it, but it says that to observe the Sabbath, that you've got six days to do your work, but on the seventh day you need to rest. And then, you know, he declares, I am the Lord, your God. So nobody in your household, if you're, if you're my people, everyone in your house will rest, even if they don't worship me, like, you know, your children, uh, your servants, those who work for you, all that. And um, it's like, look, six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and then he rested, so now you're going to rest. He set it apart as holy. Why? All right. Now, this is where sometimes my mind gets a little bit blown. But here's what's happening when this law was given. God's people had been in slavery, servants, for 400 years, and they worked every single day from sun up to sundown. There was no there's no such thing as a weekend. 
There was no such thing as like PTO. Like you didn't get, like there was no benefits package. Mm -hmm. You worked from the age you were able to work until you died. There was no break. And odds are you died while working. (laughs) Probably died while working. And so this, um, I don't want to say concept, but this this opportunity, this this thing that God set before his people and said, I'm going to call, this day is going to be holy and I want you to observe this. It was totally and completely like anyone that was not a follower of Jehovah, of God, the God of the Israelites, looked at those people and they said, oh, I mean, from that point forward, they were like, oh, those are God's people. Those are the people that stop and rest. Now, whether they understood all of it behind that, but they knew. And it was like God wanted to set them apart. Hmm. And I think that's something we kind of just gloss over. But I mean, thinking about that, like 400 years of nonstop labor and work, and they're being pulled out of a culture that was all about work, 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 work. And nobody stopped. Everybody worked all the time. Um, And which is why you find in the Old Testament, like in the book of Leviticus and Exodus, there are all these laws that are specifically given um, that demonstrate the people of God are supposed to be different from the culture around them. I mean, it's all about being set apart. So God calls for rest. He, he's saying, I want you to be different than the people around you who are constantly at work and never stop and never rest. And so, you know, I think we need to know this. We are different as God's people. We're supposed to be different. Mm-hmm. And that goes all the way back to the whole key verse of this series, which is in Romans 12, where we talk about we don't want to be so um, kind of uh, well-adjusted to the culture around us that we fit into it without even thinking. Mm-hmm. And and that's here what we see what God is doing. So, you know, rest is like this this demonstration to the world around us that we do not live at the same pace, the same tempo, and even maybe with the same performance standards as the world around us, as far as what is expected of us, what truly honors God with our work, you know, we're different. We're different. So, um, I don't know. I, I guess one other thing I could say before we move move on is that when God told them to rest and he gave them that commandment, what they had also just experienced was God's deliverance and God's provision I mean, they didn't fight their way out of Egypt. God delivered them from Egypt, right? They didn't earn with good works their way out. No, God just simply delivered them. And so this was on their mind. They knew he was a God of provision. And um, and now he's telling them to rest. So we're meant to be different. We're meant to rest. So, yeah. And so that's, Shannon, some people will go, well, that's well and good, <laughs> but I'm a hustler. <laughs> you know, I, I work until the sun goes up, until it goes back down, mm-hmm. and I'm working even some other times. But there's some physical and mental benefits of resting, like God created us to do it, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's hardwired in us. I think you would you would recognize that. I mean, it's not... So it's not just like some words written down in the book, you know, mm-hmm. of, hey, you know, rest. It's a command of God. But I think we all would recognize the benefits in our physical bodies mm-hmm. and our mental, even in our mental capacity, psychologically, of the benefits of rest. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Have you ever watched, like, have you ever gone, I don't know if you have, but like YouTube or, I want to say. Have the, I gone to YouTube? Have you ever been to the, this, this thing called the YouTubes? I'm learning about it. Yeah. Um, I found it through the Googles. Mm. And uh, I went to ask Jeeves first, but Jeeves didn't know anything. I so think then he's I, on a rest. I went to the Googles and the Googles told me about this new thing called the YouTubes. So, um. It just makes me think of those commercials <laughs> about how not to be like your parents with the insurance or whatever yes. it is. Those are good. I, like <laughs> I love those. They're so awesome. Oh, my goodness. Um, what were we saying? And my, but my parents are those people. <laughs> like, I can say that on here because they don't, they've never listened to a podcast. What are you talking, pods? What are you, are you growing beans? What are yeah. you doing? Yeah. Are you going growing beans and then fishing? That's where I get the word cast. So that was my uh, really bad attempt at podcasting. <laughs> so <laughs> we need a little drum drum little, roll. But no, dun, yeah. dun, we'll anyway, um, so what I was going to say was, and I think the first time I saw something like this was probably, oh my goodness, like maybe like in a psychology class in college. So YouTube was not invented then, right. by the way. But it was like a video film or whatever, and it showed people who had had sleep deprivation. Mm -hmm. And anyway, they were like acting like they were drunk. I mean, it was like the same um, effects on their capabilities, you know, and their motor functions and stuff. Like they had like days and all this time of sleep deprivation. And um, it was pretty interesting um, to, to see that. And so you go, okay, well then, so we're supposed to rest. And so, you know, you can, again, the Googles are a great thing, but like the benefits of rest, obviously we're more productive. We can concentrate better. Um, but then it has like effects on heart disease and blood sugar and blood pressure. We are definitely more in tune with, I think our emotions and maybe like reading cues of other people. Mm -hmm. If we're more rested than if we're not, um, helps with depression. Uh, I mean, just all these things, problem solving. That's, that's one of the things I remember from those videos was like, they would have them try to do puzzles and stuff and right. different kind of mo things. And they just couldn't do it, whether it was motor skills or just intelligence. It's like with more and more sleep deprivation, they couldn't get it done. And that's just some of the benefits that are for the person resting. That's not including the people that they have in their family <laughs> and their inner circle. I yes. mean, if I'm, better rested i'm told i'm not as uh jerkish <laughs> i was just about to say jerkish <laughs> but who knew but also um with that the the people that i get to rest with mm -hmm. show my intentions of relationship with them mm -hmm. and if we're going 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 all the time they they feel like they're just on the train with us for the ride mm, yeah yeah. As opposed to actually being there with us. Mm -hmm. I find in myself that I check out pretty quickly mentally, um, relationally, mm -hmm. um, when I'm exhausted. Uh, I, I do like one of these. Um, I don't know if this is the best example, but on a Sunday right after church, for example, I'm, I'm pretty tired. And it's a different kind of tired. I don't know how to explain it, but... I'm sure everyone has this experience, but it's like that feeling and that weight of being responsible, of doing something very important. Like I know I'm standing up there and I'm delivering a message. Like I'm mm -hmm. talking about God's word and I want it to inspire people and bring them to a point of like making life change and applying it to them. Oh. All this stuff. So you feel that kind of weight. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I 
do yeah. that twice, mm-hmm. preach that twice. So there's a really different kind of tired that I experience on Sunday afternoon than I do any other day of the week. Oh, I think if you bring in Kristen and Justin, we'd all four say that after a Sunday we are physically, mm-hmm. mentally, and spiritually exhausted. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty tiring. Yeah. And so I found that I'll be, you know, I'll go home on Sunday, eat lunch usually, and um, probably for the last seven or eight years I've taken a nap, or I've just I've gone into my bedroom and. I might end up reading or something, but uh, or watch. Let's be honest, I might be watching something too. So I don't want to. I want to sound too, way too smart or awesome. Um, But I will also do this thing where I replay kind of the day, Mm -hmm. and I will think about people that maybe came up to say hello or to tell me, you know, follow up about something. Maybe we were praying together about or checking in or whatever. And I'll think about it later in the day, and I'm like, I don't. I don't really know if I gave that person as much attention as they needed. And I'm sitting there questioning, like, did they walk away and just think that I was like glazed over? Cause I'm just kind of out of it for a minute. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just, rest is so important. And, yeah. um, you know, one of the things that I've been thinking about, and I think probably post COVID that visited the Patterson house, um, I also find that, too much laying around and just being late. Like I say lazy, but like COVID wiped us out and it made us really like no energy, Mm, you know, I was kind of dizzy, stuff like that. So I did a lot of sitting around, laying around, watching a lot of TV and, um, I was restless. Mm. And so when we talk about rest, it's really, I don't think the kind of rest that God talked about in the first commandment and the rest that he gave to his, um, his people originally, um, when he brought them out of Egypt, I don't think it was about vegging out for hours and hours and hours and hours, um, you know, mindlessly scrolling or, you know, jumping from episode to episode, binge watching something, you know, there's a difference. So speaking on that, you did challenge us to to find contradictions and inconsistencies, inconsistencies. Say, say that again. Inconsistencies <laughs> to what we think rest is and what uh, God expects us with rest. Oh my goodness! So, yeah. Do you have some examples I to kind of do. break it down? <laughs> well, I did mention one a little bit um, on Sunday that there are times when, when I would say people, I, I say Christians. I mean, I'm not going to question that for sure, but like some people who are like, yeah, I'm, I'm a believer. I follow Jesus. But um, because of our go, go, go mentality, mm-hmm. um, work and go and do all the things, what I have found, and I know this probably sounds like, I don't know, bitter pastor or I, I don't know. I, I got to be careful about this, but it's, it's really not out of, it's just out of observation is that I've seen people who will take that one hour a week, or let's be honest, hour and 15 minutes, um, out of all the one of the 168 hours that God gives us every week, what I see sometimes is people because they've gone and gone and, and they just go so hard, so fast for a whole time that they'll go, you know what? I know there's that one hour when I, we could go and be with other people. I mean, we could tune in mm-hmm. and they go, nah, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I, they, that one opportunity when they could come together and celebrate who God is and what he's doing and instead, just go. No, I'm not. Not this week. You know, I'm not. Not going to do it. I'm. I'm exhausted from all the other things. Probably you could have said no to 
<laughs> during the week, but here you are. And, um, <laughs> you know, oh man, you talk about inconsistencies. This is where I just like, but then they'll, you know, go, you know, let's don't go to church, but let's go, let's go to the lakes, you know, let's hit mm -hmm. the lakes up or let's go play golf or nature hike or whatever. And, you know, then you'll see something later on social media, like worshiping God in nature today, you know, worshiping at the lake and God's creation, you know, worshiping with the family today around the grill. And, and I think when you talk about inconsistencies, Josh, what's interesting to me about that, and I'm, this is probably more of just a, I don't know, a social commentary, but what you don't see from people, uh, you don't see posts about worshiping God when people are doing those same exact activities on other days of the week. Mm. Like, <laughs> nobody is posting about worshiping God on Saturday at the lakes. Like, they don't do that. It's no. not happening. No one's, no. no one's having a worship sesh on the back nine on Friday afternoon. It's not. It's like, but oh, if it's Sunday, look out. And suddenly people are worshiping all over the place. And oftentimes that's accepted church. And, and I know that sounds like, well, Shannon, you're just... You're just hitting, hitting us in the gut right now and about not being at church. And it's, it's really not about that. It's about engaging with God. And he mm -hmm. does call us to rest, but I don't think he calls us to neglect one another either. And so if we're truly committed to a church, if we're truly committed to the body of Christ, if we're truly committed to other believers, then I don't think we should neglect meeting together. I think we need to make a time in another place to have our rest. Because mm -hmm. um, often I think we, ha we have to be careful how we use words, and I throw myself into here, how we use words like rest and we use words like worship. And because um, remember what I said uh, at the beginning is that Sabbath is rest and engagement with God. So that's what I'd mean by worship. Right. And we'd be careful how we use those words <clears throat> because um, sometimes they're really like an ex a very thinly veiled but, but you know, obvious excuse for really is like, eh, I just don't want to mm -hmm. or not feeling it. Or then you really get down to the nitty gritty and it could be, you know, like disenfranchisement with the church. And I feel like this one's a little bit more prevalent right now Yeah. in, to, in today's time mm -hmm. with everything going on, COVID, mm -hmm. the political scene and everything like that. And, and it feels like for some reason that the church is almost to blame for a lot of it. Yeah. Not not saying it is. Yeah. But people tend to flip the script mm -hmm. and find something to poke at it. Well, and, and unfortunately, uh, again, a lot of people who would wave the, the banner of Christ are also waving banners of other things, and sometimes much more loudly. They're, they're waving the banner of political candidates or political persons and causes and things. And it's like they've got their tiny little Jesus banner over there and then a really giant, here's who I support, here's what I believe banner over here. And, um, you know, Christianity, especially in the United States in the last so many years, I mean, you know, we're kind of immediately lumped into, if you're a Christian, you must be a Republican and you you know, mm -hmm. you must be white. I mean, obviously, you don't love Jesus if you could have another opinion. Um, but then you'll you'll talk to people who have another opinion and who love Jesus. So yep. there's there's a lot of stuff. Goodness gracious, this is a whole other episode for another yeah. time. Yeah, I, um, I think I think we should get there. But some someone told me or I listened to it on a 
another podcast, and it kind of sums up kind of how I feel. It's everyone gets a hashtag in a parade, but Jesus. <laughs> everyone in every cause gets a hashtag in a parade, but Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And um, it, that's that. Yeah, that's true. You know, I had um, a very good friend um, come and talk to me this past week, and and if I don't know if the word disenfranchisement actually came up in the conversation, but. Um, there's no doubt that that's exactly where they felt. And, and in large part, because I think they, they felt like what I just mentioned about how like the flag of Jesus wasn't really being waved, but flags of a lot of other things were, and Mm -hmm. that it really, you know, was, it was really weighing on them, like Mm -hmm. in their, in their heart, like in how they viewed Everything they they you know kind of thought was this is what it's like to live a, a Jesus following life and not questioning their their faith or questioning right. even who Jesus is but but really wondering are we following Jesus the the way we were really meant to mm-hmm. and so it was a really really good conversation and very challenging and one of the things that I shared and and I think this is true of of me I hope and I th- I even mentioned it in my my message Sunday was you know. What I really want us to be able to do is for us to look at the inconsistencies in our life, to look for those things that are contradictory, that don't make sense, and for us to put them up next to God's Word and go, what is true and what is not in my life? Mm -hmm. Okay, We don't do that with God's Word. We don't lift up God's Word and go, what is true in God's Word and what is not? We don't lift up God's Word and say, what do I agree with and what do I disagree with? That's, That's off the table. Yep. What's on the table is here's God's word. What's true in my life based on God's word? What's untrue in my life based on God's word? And then hopefully by the work of the Holy Spirit, because nobody else can do it, but that that we start to go, oh, wow, I need to align myself with God's word. Mm-hmm. And that's when, you know, we, we might feel convicted. So it might sting a little bit. Right. I mean, I know, you know, people say it with, with a smile on their face, but... People will come up to me sometimes, sometimes and be like, "Oh my goodness, you stepped all over me this morning in mm-hmm. that message." And my my often my response is, "Oh, trust me, um, I got stepped on all the time as I was preparing this message, mm-hmm. so I'm right there with you." Um, but we need to be able to look at God's word and and align ourselves. So I was talking to this friend, and I just said, "You know, as in my role as a pastor, someone who has a microphone." Um, all I want to do is point people to Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's the name I want to lift up. That so there's there might be there are other names out there. There are other important people and and there are other there are so many things going on in our world. And I will tell you, Josh, and it's not a pat answer. Jesus is the answer for all of them. Yes, He is the answer for every single one of them. And the only way that answer starts to come alive is if the people who say they follow him will um, make sure that they're not being hypocrites mm-hmm. <laughs> and that their lives are not in constant like turmoil with God's word. Right. And they're saying, I'm going to walk this out. I'm going to do this. And so there's so much humility that's needed in that. Um, I think so many of us are so wrapped up in our pride and wanting to be right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes all the way back to you'll have no other gods before me. We think we're at the center. Mm-hmm. 
um, that everyone should just agree with us. Like things would be so much better if everyone just you know agreed with me. Yeah, I mean, and, <laughs> and it, you hit the nail on the head. There is no questioning whether the Bible is truth or not. Mm-hmm. But what what we like to do as human beings with sin natures is we like to take the truth and manipulate it to fit mm-hmm. us. For sure. As opposed to manipulating us to fit the truth. Mm-hmm. And that's where, in my opinion, that's what's wrong with the world. Right. I mean, we can... I mean, we want to take truth, mm-hmm. like hardcore tr- truth. Now I want to change that so I feel good. Right. As opposed to... I suck. <laughs> I need to get better to fit this right, truth. Right. This truth says I suck. It's like How manipulation or transformation. Yes. Do we want to man- manipulate God's word or do we want to let God's word transform us? Yes. I mean, and that's, yeah, that's it. So, um, you know, going back to the whole being a Jesus follower and allowing God's word to change us and, you know, for the Holy Spirit to to move in us and all that is that I think we do have a very big responsibility to be, um, we don't need to be out there on an Island all alone. Mm -hmm. So to the person who might feel disenfranchised right now, I would say, don't, don't, um, you know, hole up. Don't, don't cut everybody off. Don't cut off people that, that you don't necessarily, um, agree with. Um, you know, sure, you might need to unfollow somebody on social media, but that doesn't mean that you end relationships. Like, I think if you're feeling disenfranchised with the church and with Christians right now, I would encourage you to just ask God and say, God, will you show me one person that I, you know, I trust? And even if we disagree on a lot of things, I know I can sit down and have a conversation with them and mm-hmm. and we can both kind of talk out. And it's not like you're trying to get someone to change their mind or them change your mind. It's about what's the commonality and what's the common ground between the two of you. And it's Jesus. Jesus. Yep. And, um, I think the more we do that, the better. Cause if we, we're no community at all, if we neglect to be together mm-hmm. and, and th- that goes way beyond just, um, you know, coming to church on Sunday or tuning into church as right. some people are doing right now. And that's why I said a couple of times, like, I don't want to sound like bitter pastor who's trying to shame people for not being at church. Um, that's not it. I just, I, I just say as Jesus followers, let's not neglect meeting together, mm-hmm. especially in a time when everything seems to be so, um, I don't know, choose a side mm-hmm. and take a side and I just want to be on Jesus' side. <laughs> yeah, and, and as Jesus followers, it doesn't matter. Uh, the great thing about our church is we have people on ends of spectrums on so many things. But when it, when you go down to it, and they'll have disagreements on that stuff, but when they all found commonality mm-hmm. on Jesus. Yeah. And the relationship that each of us has with Jesus creates a great relationship with the other person that also has a great relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's where we talk about um, following Jesus for a community yeah, because of Jesus. And that Jesus community is bigger than anything else that the human uh, can try to supplement with it. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, it's funny you say that, um, you know, one of the things that I've actually heard a couple of times from from some people, and it was like a, a really genuine 
good question was, hey, um, you know, Shannon, as, as the porch community church, who says we follow Jesus for our community, what have we been doing for our community? And of course there's like, you know, eight months of COVID in the right. middle of the 20 months as we've been a, a church, but, and I don't mean this as a pat answer either, but the answer would be, well, where have you been, where have you been, um, in the community during this time? And that's exactly where the church has been in the community. And yeah. I know that there's probably a deeper question of, are we doing programs and, and minist- more specific ministries and things like that, which of course we will be doing and we want to be doing, but mm-hmm. we haven't quite been able to. But when you get down to it, um, how do we follow Jesus for our community? That is, we as Jesus followers live in our community. Yeah, and and saying uh, programs and, and like established stuff is like... That stuff is amazing and great, but it's not. It's not where it ends. It's not the only thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, everything we do for our community mm-hmm. is an, like you said, is an example of what we're doing. What we as a church are doing for our community, for sure. Whether we're doing it where we're working with Living Bridges, mm-hmm. or you're coaching your kids' basketball team. Yeah. I mean, that is what we are doing for the community. Yeah. We use the word impact a yep. lot um, to try to be the overarching theme for if you want to call it missions or outreach or whatever, whether that's sending a group somewhere or mm-hmm. just, you know, the Tuesday night that you're the coach or whatever it is. Um, that's that's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. That's how we want to do that. So, um, yeah, I mentioned, I guess if I would, how do you wrap up this conversation? But. <laughs> Um, you know, that, that verse, it, Hebrews ten twenty five is pretty clear. I mean, it tells us to not neglect meeting together as some people do. And here's the important part, but encourage one another. And I think that's really, really important is that we would be people that would encourage one another instead of being discouraging, instead of being combative, instead of being argumentative. I mean, you know, to the point of, being so judgmental or questioning even somebody's salvation. Oh my, you know, like, wow, no, let's just, let's not neglect being together and um, let's encourage each other. And I would say that to any of us, whether it's the person who might feel a little disconnected right now or to the person who's been here, been tuned in all along, um, Mm -hmm. let's keep on meeting together and let's keep lifting up the name of Jesus. Well, that sounds like a great place to wrap up. That so that's Josh's polite way of saying, Shannon, please be quiet now. No, not at all. So, <laughs> uh, my report cards when I was a kid, um, back in the day when teachers actually wrote the report cards oh, and yeah. like, wrote comments, yeah. it said, um, Shannon does I think I wonderful Shannon does wonderful work. I have a second grade report card I have mm-hmm. this. Shannon does wonderful work when she's not visiting with her friends. So mm. I've been visiting with you, my friend, Josh. So um, been talking a lot. So uh, it's been I hope it's been wonderful work as well. Well, so um, speaking of wonderful work, next week, this coming Sunday, we're talking yeah. about, this is the last week of the 167, po- uh, not podcast. That's right. But the series. It's One- the last week of the series of 167, but we're going to keep going with the 167 podcast because we want to keep equipping you mm-hmm. and giving you something to work with. But yeah, this coming week, this Sunday, uh, Justin, our student and worship pastor, 
is going to be how we honor God with those specific things, those gifts, those abilities that that we just know are inside of us, and how do we honor God with that? And I, I'm looking forward to hearing that message. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll so be good. It'll be a great time. So um, if if you've been listening to this podcast and you haven't had an opportunity to either tune in to our um, services or attend one, YouTube's um, all <laughs> of the series is available on YouTube. Just search the Porch Community Church. Go to Ask Jeeves, and then go to no, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't go to Ask Jeeves. Um, <laughs> Search the Porch Community Church. Um, you can watch any of our services there. But we'd all. This is also your invitation to watch us online. You can watch us on Facebook, YouTube, or theporchcc.com live on Sundays at eleven. But you're also welcome to join us at nine thirty and eleven o'clock. Um, but that's all for us this week. And if you have any questions, send them to us. Yeah, we would love if you if you think of something or have an idea, a comment, um, maybe a topic that you'd like us to touch on, because um, we kind of we'll go off on a little yeah. tangent every now and then. I think we proved we that. would love to do that. And um, if I'm not smart enough to, if it's a question and I don't know the answer, then we just won't talk about it. But I'm uh, just kidding. <laughs> we'll try and find the answer. We'd love to hear any thoughts uh, that you guys have for sure. All right. So until next week, see you. Bye. See you guys later. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.